Well, amen and amen. Well, I am going to say it again. I'm so thankful to have you with us tonight um, as we celebrate uh, what God has done here in this uh, local body here in Goshen, Ohio. (laughs) Um, I laugh when I say that because um, there were many people when uh, Beth and I started down the church planning route and we said that we wanted to plant a church in Goshen, Ohio. They said, and where's in Ohio? Like, what, what are you talking about? Goshen? And, uh, and here we are. Um, for those of you who don't know, uh, Bethany and I, Goshen is our home. It has been our home. It has been our home uh, my entire life um, and pretty much Bethany's entire life. Um, if I was to tell you that her entire life, she would correct me later and say, actually, I lived in Fayetteville for a little bit. Um, and so for those of you who don't know, Bethany is what I call my claws queen, okay? Um, and she is the one that is always making sure that I put out clauses when I say statements because otherwise, when I get home, I'll hear that I said the wrong statement. So she's my clause queen. So sometimes I'm looking at her like, are there enough clauses? Because I will also warn you, sometimes I say things that will make people go, um, is he allowed to say that? Um, and uh, today I could be in trouble because the bishop here from, is here from the state of Ohio. So thank you for being here, Bishop Martin. Um, he hasn't uh, uh, disciplined me yet. Um, and so I think, I think we're doing okay. Um, I've laughed and told many, many people, especially... Karen outside, she's laughing probably right now, um, to call you directly when there's problems. And so I know he's got a lot of voicemails that he has not responded to. Um, But I want to say thank you for being here tonight. Tonight is going to be a little bit different for us as a service. There was a, uh, a lot of things that we prayed about and considered about what to do tonight. And tonight, I'm just going to share with you a little bit, and I hope that's okay with you. We want to, we want to talk a little bit about what God has done and the journey that we've kind of been through as a church family and where we're going. Um, it's an exciting time for us. I know there's a lot of people that, um, um, that are struggling during this time, but we are finding that God is so incredibly faithful even in these times, right? The times where everyone else is telling you that it's chaotic and there's, there's no normalcy and there's no... Th- we are finding that God is still faithful. Amen? Amen. Amen. And so we, we are excited to share with you tonight what God has done. And I, I want to start by showing you a picture here. Um, this is... Uh, and, and tonight is going to be a little show and tell, okay? So I'm just going to be honest with you. I never got to do show and tell in school. I feel like I was robbed as a child. Because I feel like you always talk about show and tell, but there was never once that it was like, okay, Tom, what are you going to bring? I don't know if they didn't want to hear what I had to say or if they were concerned that I would just talk the whole time and let her like, let everyone else do show and tell and we'll be fine. But this, this night, um, this picture here is from December 23rd, 2017. It was the night that we launched Real Church Goshen, okay? This was the very first night. Um, those two kids up there had no clue what they were doing. And these two kids now can say that we absolutely have no clue what we're doing. Um, yeah, so... Um, It's been an an incredibly amazing journey for us to be able to be in this community because this is where our heart is. You know, there's, there's, if if you um, ever read anything on church planning literature, it will tell you to do the opposite of everything that we have done as a church. I'm just going to be honest with you. There are many, many things that, according to a church plant, we shouldn't have done based off of what everyone has said, but yet here we are. Praise God. Because we believe that God gave us vision for this community, vision that has not completely come to pass yet, okay? Vision that is still unfolding, vision that we are being partakers of. And so many of you that are here have been a part of that journey in some way, And so we are so excited to really talk about what's happening. But before I do this, I wouldn't, man, this is always a problem for me. Um, I wouldn't be able to do it without honoring my wife. 
Um, what you guys don't know is thumbs up is a very passive aggressive thing that Bethany does not like. And she just gave me a thumbs up. So I don't know what that means. Um, she hates thumbs up for everyone. <laughs> if you don't know, she, there's a thumbs up. It's just a thumbs up. Anyway, sorry. Um, but we have, uh, we have been on just an amazing roller coaster of life ever since we sat down in our bedroom and we talked about what God was speaking to us to plant this church here in Goshen. Um, there has been more sacrifice than I could begin to tell you in one little sitting like this, okay? Um, so we're going to be here for the next five weeks. Um, thank you for coming. No, um, but I, I want to tell you, I want to start by just telling you some things that you may not know. And I do want to take some time to honor some people who are here and just to recognize them for how they've played a part in what we've done here. Um, something you may not know, okay, um, we conducted our first wedding at the church outside on the lot because we didn't have the keys for the building yet. And we had a couple who had not been married for a very long time who said, we need to get this right. And we want to be the first couple to be married at Real Church Goshen. Will you marry us? And I was like, we don't even have the keys yet. You're going to have to wait. And they're like, no, 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 no. We don't, we, we could do it on the porch for all we care. And we stood right out there and married them. Amen. Our second service as a church ended with a wedding. The first service, there was a couple that my wife had known since she was a little girl, and uh, um, they, were, they both came from broken marriages, and they were afraid to get married because they were afraid they were going to mess everything up. And they came for our first service, and they came up to me afterwards, and they said, we need to get married and get this right. So our second service literally ended with a wedding. Justin and Larissa literally got engaged right here during a testimony service, like, it's crazy. <laughs> but, I mean, we've, we've had so many different people that have been a part of this journey. We have had baby goats attend service. Um, and uh, they, they do make a little bit of a mess. Um, Bethany, Bethany found refit classes through Kristen, who teaches refit for us. It's a dance fitness class that somehow I was required to be, attend when we went to Texas together. So I did dance fitness with my wife. That was horrible. And I mean, hor literally, we get, my wife is crying when we get in the car. That's how horrible it went. <laughs> when she looked at me and she said, I have never seen you not be confident. And I never want to see you like that again. And I was like, I never wanted to go. I didn't want to be. Anyways, um, that's another discussion. But I want to I take a little bit of time tonight to talk about why we literally are better together, okay? Better together in the body of Christ. See, one of the things that has always been in Bethany and I's heart is to break down barriers within the body of Christ. And that's not just denominational barriers, but we talk about generational barriers that have been placed within the body of Christ, you know, you've got your, your youth and your young adults and your adults and your wise people. Um, and, you know, it's like all this, and, and, and it was so funny. There were so many times that people would reach out to us and say, well, you have this group, do you have this group, do you have this group? And I was like, we're all a group. <laughs> and they'd be like, what? <laughs> but but we, have, we have longed to be a church that is together. Right? Not a church that, is, that has got all this division and all these problems. And I'm not saying that, that things don't happen and, thing, and issues don't come up. But we want to be better together. And I believe that this, I'm telling you, this church is a story about the body of Christ coming together, if it is a story about anything. Because Bethany and I can tell you about so many different people who have been a part of us being able to bring this church to Goshen and the end of their title doesn't necessarily line up with everything else that everyone else has. And that's a beautiful, amazing, glorious thing to be unified in the body of Christ. I want to share a, a, a couple quick scriptures with you. Ephesians 4, 15 and 16 say this. Rather speaking the truth and love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into 
Christ, from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint which with which it is equipped when each part is working properly makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. When each part is working properly. That is the beauty of coming together as the body of Christ. No matter what the affiliation is, no matter what your stance is, coming together. And, I, and the things that I want to show you tonight are literally only possible because of the body of Christ coming together. And I could share story and story, and I know some of you, this may be your first time being here. And I want you to hear this, because I've said this, I say this every Christmas, I say this every Easter, okay? You belong in the body of Christ. You have purpose. You have destiny. You have, you have so much that is in you that God wants to use okay and it may you may come here and this like I said I say this every Easter and Christmas and my wife yells at me about it sometimes but you may come here and you may say the weirdo with the kind of flannel shirt not kind of my jam not my kind of thing okay but listen to me whether it is here whether it is somewhere else let me help you find a home okay do not wonder because it's tough to wonder and there is beautiful union when you come together in the body of Christ, okay? Um, the stories tonight that I'm going to share with you are not stories of Tom and Beth. They are stories of how the body of Christ has come together in a really miraculous way, and I mean that, to be able to celebrate what is taking place here tonight, okay? Now, it would be wrong of me um, to kind of dig in without showing some pictures for you. Now, some of you will look at that and be like, oh, that's a really cute, beautiful picture. Bethany snapped this picture of our kids when we were remodeling the building. There is no one who knows what this church looked better like than Dan and Bonnie back there. They know what this building looked like, and I'll explain that in a minute. Um, and this is a, you know, if you're, if you're like in Instagram or like picture stuff, you know, you, you'll be like, oh, it's really cute the way, you know, the, like the sparkles are, are in there. Um, that's insulation. Um, so please don't call children's services on us. <laughs> and the sun just shines at a certain time at about four or five o'clock down in this room down here. The sun just shines just right and the insulation was coming down perfectly. Just a perfect picture. Um, yeah, it's our poor kids. Listen, these, these kids, um, we have four, four kids and our youngest harvest was literally six months old when we, when we really started this. And she, thank God, is the most, the calmest, the most easygoing. There is a picture. I'm not going to show it because I, I do think children's services might get called. There is a picture where we were finishing, we were trying to get everything off of the sanctuary so we could get carpet installed. And she is in one of those bouncers, okay? She's got a bottle of milk up like this. And there is an extension ladder laying over top of her like this. And someone came in when we were doing that and they're like, is that safe? And I was like, I think so, you know. Um, but uh, but there, there are so many things that, that we can tell you how people came to serve and love and be a part of this with us. Friends who came, who hung a lot of shiplap. A lot of people are like, that's the shiplap church. Uh, because there seems to be wood hung everywhere. Um, the bathrooms, the sound room here, downstairs, it's everywhere. Uh, but we had beautiful friends who came and helped us and journeyed in this. People who, who don't even affiliate with us, that were just a part of a church and said, hey, I heard you guys needed help, and would just show up. I would sit here and I would work at the church by myself at times, and someone would just pull in, and they'd be like, what are you doing here? And I'd be like, well, come on in. <laughs> and if you ever want to, you know, carry something, you can. <laughs> But we had so many things that, that we experienced, and Bethany and I, we would, we would be here, I am not kidding, we would be here until 11 or midnight the last three months before we launched the church, okay? 
Those gray pants that I'm wearing, which were like my favorite pants, by the time we were done, they literally, that hole in the knee was from here down to here. And I loved them. They were just, you know, you get a good pair of work jeans, you just don't want to let go of them. It had every color of paint that was in this building. I mean, it was literally all the way down from where I was painting and doing everything under the sun. And uh, my wife looked at me and she said, when the church is done, we are throwing those jeans away. We still have about three rooms to do downstairs. No, I'm just kidding. They're gone. They're gone. <laughs> she got rid of them. <laughs> that was the longtime joke in the church was that if you open a door to a room that is not finished, you have to finish it now. So no one ever wondered. You know, people were like, I'm not done. I'm not going in there because I don't know what's behind that door. But, but I, I want to I share a story here with you um, because um, this us being here and what we're going to celebrate tonight wouldn't be possible um, without the, uh, the faith and the trust of Dan and Bonnie Reed back here. I'm going to ask if you guys, would you guys come up here just for a minute? I'm not, I'm not going to make you do anything crazy here, I promise. Dan, there is a microphone here close by though, just in case. Uh, but... I, I wanted to um, I wanted to introduce them to you and take a minute to honor them. Come on up here. You're not going to hurt me, Bonnie, are you? <laughs> not yet. Not yet. You can hold this in case Dan tries to get to it. And you can protect us. Um, I want to I, I want to tell you the story about this couple and uh, how much they mean to Bethany and I because um, they have been our landlords here. And some of you are like, oh, no, the landlords. <laughs> no, um, when, I, I'll tell you what happened about how we got this church, okay? Um, it was about, um, it was probably May or June-ish. And uh, we had already set the date that we were going to launch the church, December 23rd, 2017. That was set. It was set in stone like in January. We knew it. And there was no turning from that. That was the decision. And Bethany kept looking at me. She's like, you know, we have a, we're going to plant a church in like six months and we don't know where. And I was like, I know it's going to be awesome. You know, yeah, it's going to be so cool. She's the planner. I'm the doer. And so I'm like, Ugh. and uh, my mom actually drove by this church and she saw a for sale sign out in it. And she called me up and she said, hey, do you know that church right there on Pleasant Renner? And I was like, uh, I don't know. And so, so we talked through it and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Because I grew up not half a mile from here. My childhood home is half a mile. I used to ride my bike up and down this street. I got in trouble for catching a bunch of bass out of the Howry Farms lake and trying to take it with me. <laughs> Come to find out, she's, she lets me fish in there. She doesn't mind. She just doesn't want us taking it out because she's worried about someone getting sick off of a fish. Anyways, um, so as a kid... I, I literally drove my bike up and down this road all the time. And when my mom explained where the church was, I was like, oh my gosh. And so we, we sent a message and my message to anyone when I was church planning was, I ain't got no monies, but <laughs> that was my lead in. I ain't got no monies, but, and, uh, um, and, and I said, listen, if, if, if they would be possibly interested in, in renting or leasing anything, like I, I would love to talk to them. And I got a message back and said, actually, they're already talking to someone and they're going to be leasing it to someone. So I was like, oh, okay. And a month later, out of the blue, I'm literally leaving work in Westchester and I see an email that says, hey, are you still interested? Because they might want to talk. And so Bethany and I, our minds are going 100 miles an hour. We're so excited, right? I mean, we're, we're driving by here six, eight times a day, you know, thinking, could we make this work? Could we do this? Could we do this? And we came and we looked at the building and, uh, and we, we, we fell in love with the, the vision for what we felt like God was going to do here. And it was the next, I think it was the next day, it was a Sunday night that we met um, Pastor Dan and Bonnie. And um, it was kind of set up like a big office in here. And there was a big conference room table right there. And we sat down there and Dan said, okay, cast some vision. That's literally, that was like pretty much it. Cast some vision. Tell me what you want to do in this community. And I think I threw up on him for about an hour and a half <laughs> before he was finally like, please stop talking. <laughs> um, and uh, and we, had, we had one literally 
one requirement that we had. Uh, it, it was our biggest requirement. And because uh, at the end of the conversation, Dan and Bonnie just looked at us and said, what would you need to make this work? And I said, the number one thing that we have to have, because this was spoken over my wife, is I said, we have to have complete creative freedom in the space. I'm going to rip up carpet. I'm going to take out walls. I'm going to, I'm literally going to change everything about this building. And if, if you're not okay with that, that's fine because that's what God has told us is we're going to be able to do. And so that's our biggest requirement. And I'll never forget, Bonnie looked at Dan and she looked at us and she said, we've been praying that someone would come that wants to love this building like that. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. And they, they have just, um, they opened up a door for us in a way that many of you would, would never believe. And I would tell pastor after pastor the story of what they did for us. And they would say, are you kidding me? And this is an extension of the body of Christ. And I asked Dan, I'll never forget asking Dan this. I said, all right, I was like, we got we to gotta figure out, we got to figure out rent, right? Because <laughs> I, remember, I ain't got no monies. <laughs> it's just Beth and I in a vision right now, right? And uh, I said, I said to him, I said, now, I don't know what your thoughts are for rent. Uh, I know you've purchased this building. I know, you know, you're looking for a return on your investment. What, what are your expectations? And he said, let me stop you. He said, I am not looking for a return on my investment. I'm looking for a return in the kingdom. And I will never forget that. What a, what a beautiful exchange of the, we had only met each other for an hour and a half. <laughs> and uh, soon they, they just worked out an, an unbelievable deal. Let us have the keys to the, the building in July, rent free all the way until we launched the church, not paying any rent until January while we remodeled and worked. And, I, and this is a thing that doesn't make sense to me. And I've told everyone it doesn't make any sense. They let me tear this building apart, and he had never seen any of my handiwork ever. That doesn't make sense for any landlord, right? I mean, we had a landlord we rented a house from once that was like, I don't want you to hang any pictures on the wall. I was like, seriously? My wife's a designer. Like, this is not going to go well. But he, they turned over the keys, and they just allowed us to love this building. And so I just want to say thank you so much for how, how you have blessed us. I know, Dan, you have a little bit of a story about how God kind of did this. Yeah, I, I, you can hear me without this. <laughs> <laughs> well, when we first bought this building, we, of course, we, we were going to do, I don't, we bought it because a, a pastor was struggling and he really wanted out. So we went ahead and, and made a, bid on it and they said we'll take it so we we really kind of let him retire so we had the building and uh, we thought about moving in then we thought no we won't move in and uh, I was praying about it and I felt like the Lord told me you need to give that to Tom well I have a good friend named Tom and he's a pastor so we called them we had a meeting back here at the same table for about an hour and a half or two hours and they said they were interested then they came back and said well we're we're not interested so then uh my daughter i don't know i don't remember why we decided to put the building up for sale i don't even have a clue i don't even remember that but but anyway she my daughter called me she's in real estate and she said uh i have someone that wants to look at the building i said oh yeah who is it and she said it's tom so <laughs> So I thought that was, it's really neat how the Lord works and how he'll tell you things ahead of time. We, we are really in this to uh, expand the kingdom of God. And if we expand the kingdom of God, and it's great to see everybody here. And, and may God bless you and continue to bless you. And let's pray to get rid of this virus so we can fill this place up. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. You let them know we appreciate them. As I said, they, they have been um, just an incredible, 
encouragement to us in this journey. And I know many of you as a part of the Real Church family, you've heard me mention them many, many times. And so uh, I was honored to have them come be with us tonight. So as we, you know, as we talk about the church, I'm, I'm just going to, uh, this has got no audio with it. I just want you to get a feel for this is, this was literally the church two weeks before we were supposed to open the doors. Okay. <laughs> now, Bethany and I were on such a uh, excitement, Holy Ghost high, that we were like, everything's great, everything's wonderful, everything's fantastic. Deep down, there were a lot of people looking at it like, these kids are never going to open this building. And, and it, it makes me laugh because there's people like Kim and Billy, the Eifert family, and Linda, and of course, Mammy, Kim, you know, these are people who were here at the very beginning, okay? And they saw all this, and I, I swear Linda was like, these crazy kids, I feel so bad for them that I, I have to help them some way. Um, and we literally, we look back on this now, and we're like, we don't even like looking back on it, because it freaks us out a little bit. Like, can you, we were two weeks away, we didn't, we didn't even have pews or nothing, guy. we didn't have carpet down. And, you know, it was, it's so exciting and insane to look at this. And I want you to understand that when you connect into the vision of what God is doing, it doesn't matter how crazy it looks to everyone else. Because when you're walking in the will of God, you know that you're in the will of God. And it is encouraging. Like even, even in the mess of doors being painted and there's kids, I, I'm my kids are probably going to run up in this video at some point. And actually, I think they do. And I think they're in pajamas, okay? This is not looking good for us as parents. But we literally are doing everything. At this point, the, bathroom, the dividers for the bathrooms aren't even in place for the ladies. And I had so many ladies sending me messages like, you are going to put dividers between those toilets, aren't you? And I was like, I don't know. I'm kind of thinking. I, people literally thought. I think Kim was concerned about it. I think a lot of them were. And I was like, I believe in unity in the body of Christ, you know? <laughs> they didn't like that. They didn't, they didn't like that at all. But we have had so many beautiful moments, right? Is that it? Yeah, it was probably it. Yeah, I'm telling you, there were, there were a lot of concerned messages coming in from some ladies in my life. My mom sent me a message. Like, literally, my mom was like, um, you are going to do something about that, right? Um, but, but literally, to see, to look, yeah, there's the pajamas. I told you. Yeah, I'm sorry, kids. Um, literally two weeks away from launching the church, and this is what the building looked like. And some of you are going through things in your life, and it may feel crazy, and it may look messy. Just trust God. Just trust him in it. Because what you will find on the other end is just this beautiful opportunity to connect with him, even in your mess. Like that, that's the beauty of what we had experienced through all of it, okay? Now, there's a lot of weird, quirky things about this building that we found as we got into it. There were random doorbells everywhere in this church. Very weird. Um, and it was actually amazing. We got to meet the people um, who actually helped found the original church that was here. Multiple times, they, they were some of the people that drive by and be like, hey, we actually helped build that church. Could we come see it now? And I would ask, what the heck is this doorbell doing behind here? Like, and they were like, I don't remember that one. And so I, I don't know. But this is, this is, this is where, you know, where we were at. We have had, you know, once we got through that, this is, this is a little more like um, maybe what we, what we looked like. Um, let's see if I can get this. Um, there's Billy and <laughs> some of our great moments as a church that we got to celebrate. Uh, Billy's is just one of my all-time favorites, and he hates me for capturing it so well. But Billy, you looked good, my friend. You looked really good. 
And uh, But we've had so many beautiful moments as a church that have been able to take place over that time. We were honored to be able to host Jake and Nikki Hamilton all the way from California to come lead a night of worship here. Um, beautiful time. We've seen baptisms. You know, you see the, the, the metal uh, that we brought in here. We've had warm baptisms and we've had cold ones because sometimes I forget how I did it the last time. And now we're in this beautiful time that has been so difficult for us in many ways, but you can see down in the bottom corner us with the Airstream trailer that's out here. Now that is a a unique thing that God is doing in us um, because we are converting that into a food truck for our community right now. Literally, we are going to go, we are going to make meals and serve them right where they're at. Because listen, my wife looked at me and we sat in COVID and we said, we don't see new people walking through the door of the church. And she said to me, I remember coming around the bend over here and she said, well, I'm just going to tell you right now, if they're not going to come to us, we're going to go to them. And so we literally have bought an Airstream trailer. I went down to Alabama to get it, brought it back. That was an excursion. Um, and we have already raised all the funds for the first phase, and now we are getting ready to start moving into phase two. Glory to God. In a pandemic, let me remind you how God has been so faithful. And as we talk about that, we talk about what God is doing here tonight as we come together and we move from being a church plant, a mission church, to becoming an established church within the church of God out of Cleveland, Tennessee. This is, this is a huge change for us because there's a couple things that that really had to take place um, to make that happen. Now, the first one didn't have to, but it did happen, that we were able to raise $45,000 to buy this building. Praise God. I remember... I remember when Pastor Dan gave us the opportunity to buy the building at that price, and I called Bishop Martin, and I said, Bishop Martin, I got a deal of the century for us, you know, um, and uh, as we talked about it, he says, hey, we, we can get things going, we'll get things moving on our end, and I remember um, a good pastor friend of mine up in Cleveland, Josh Burgess, said, well, you are going to try to raise the money too, aren't you? I said, yeah, we're going to try to raise it as much as we can, because you're right, we need to, and we raised about $10,000 in a couple of months, and then Bishop Martin and our state council through the Church of God in Ohio gave us an additional $10,000 on top of that, praise God. And then we had a family come to us, it's not a part of the church, and say, we believe in what you're doing, and they wrote us a check for $25,000 for the remaining. In a pandemic. <laughs> like... And it's been amazing because our hearts as a church um, have been focused on so many different things, but generosity is a big focus of that. Generosity has been a part of the, the, the identity of this church since we launched. Bethany and I knew that we wanted to be known in this community for being boldly generous, that, those were the words that God spoke to us. I want you to be known for being boldly generous. And so what did that mean for us? For us, that meant every month, every, whatever comes in over our operating expenses, right? We got to pay our bills. We got to pay the landlord. Didn't want him kicking us out, right? But, but when, when, when it was all said and done at the end of the month, we would take half of what was left over and we would give it back to the community. And so these are just some little different places that we've given to in the community since we launched the church, okay? Every month, there's only been, I believe, two months or just one month where we weren't able to give back in some way in the community. But we have continued to do that every single month, and now, to this date, we have given over $32,000 back to our community, This year alone, we've already given over $7,000. That's crazy. <laughs> That's God. Because I will tell you right now, you know, in our heart of hearts, all we wanted to be is good stewards. Good stewards of whatever God gave us. 
good stewards of finances, good stewards of pews, good stewards of buildings, good stewards of people, friends, neighbors. Like that, that was our heart. And to be able to give in the community, I, I have said this, I remember saying it the first night that we launched the church, that I want us to get to the point that when Goshen finds itself in need, it calls us and says, hey, we are doing this. How could you help in this? And we're going to jump. That's what we do. Because we believe in being boldly generous in our community and letting them know that we are here and that we love them and God is going to do beautiful, beautiful things in them. I think I have a, a few more pictures I want to show here. Um, first, uh, let me show you, uh, this is uh, our amazing kids here and students, okay? Um, many of them are here, many of them are maybe outside uh, but we have been um, so blessed to have some amazing students and kids here. You guys, most of you know, Nevaeh and Laney will be up here leading worship many, many Saturdays, and they do a beautiful job. They work hard. They practice. They invest in that time. Bethany and I spent about the first year and a half, we spent every Tuesday night with the kids up here playing children's pastors, Okay playing. <laughs> That's what we did. <laughs> we had, we had such, and Rosie will tell you it was the best of times, wasn't it, Rosie? Uh, yeah, I've, uh, she's, she's learning. Uh, um, but we, we had so many different, most of the time we were just scared of being too loud for those doing discipleship downstairs. But we have some amazing, amazing kids here. Um, one of the things that's a, a big part of who we are as a church, and you know, we talk about being real church, and I always like to clarify, we don't call ourselves real church to say that all the other churches are fake. Okay, that's not what we're doing here, people. Um, I usually get in trouble um, because I have to correct people because sometimes when we do something in the community, people will want to announce us as the real church. And I'm like, don't ever put the in front of it. Please don't say the. Um, but real is something that God spoke to us in a couple of different ways. First off, we wanted to create an environment and a place where people could be real. And I say people, that includes my wife and I, okay? Because we have been too, in, in too many places where pastors, leaders have felt like they can't be the real them once they step off of here. And I will tell you, that is damaging to the body of Christ because I need your encouragement and you need my encouragement. We work together right? And so that's why we have always called ourselves servantship pastors, not lead pastors, because at the end of the day, our job is to serve. We have a servantship team. We don't have a leadership team. We have a servantship team because our heart is to serve. I remember sitting in a, in a, um, a meeting at a church once and uh, they were going around and they were asking, hey, what do you feel called to? What do you feel called to? What do you feel called to? And they were going back and forth and back and forth. And it came to me, I was like, I'm just going to be honest with you. I am called to love people. All of them. And we're, guess what? We're all called to that. <laughs> so maybe that was a cheap answer. I don't know. Uh, but but that, is, that is our heart. And this is, this is one of our favorite things to do. And it's, the, it's one of the hardest things that we haven't been able to experience most of this year. And this is Saturday suppers. Okay? Saturday suppers. Every Saturday after service, one of the things that we decided to do, because we're like, we don't want division. We literally say, hey, guys. Service is over. We're all going to Chipotle. We're all going to Chick-fil-A. And yes, we can do Chick-fil-A because it's Saturday night church. It works out. It's the whole reason why we did Saturday night church. Um, no. But we would have these beautiful moments because the R in real stands for relationships. I have always said, guys, listen, we won't have the fullest worship team with every trombone you can imagine. <laughs> You're not going to have the most eloquent, amazing, I'm going to say words is that don't make sense. That's what I often say. But what you will find is you will find a body of individuals who want to connect and grow together. That's it. We, we're not going to have all the programs. We're just not going to do it. 
That's not what we've been called to. I, I will literally tell people, oh, oh, you really want a program like that? Okay, here's these four churches that do an amazing job at that. People are like, are you kidding me? No, that's our heart because we want to do well what we do and we do relationships. And so every Saturday after service, we usually all go out to eat together. Not right now, but we usually go out to eat. Sometimes, and this is what we miss the most, one of those Saturdays would be at our house. We just have a bonfire and everyone just bring their food. We just sit around the deck and talk, watch Jimmy fall off the deck. <laughs> or we would go to the Armands, right? We went to the Armands. We had a great pool, just a time at the pool with everybody. These beautiful moments that we've been able to enjoy. And it's happened because we've come together. It's that environment, that opportunity that's brought us together. One of the things that I think I've heard from most people that they've missed is the gathering. <laughs> the gathering is something that we do the first Saturday of every month. We started this right at the beginning of the church. The first Saturday of every month, we do something crazy. We don't have a church service. We have dinner. We all come together. People, we, we usually theme the night. We'll say, hey, we're going to do Mexican, whatever it is. And we come together. We break bread together. We enjoy time together. Many times we would play games together. The ladies actually beat men most of the time. I'm just going to admit it once, and I'm not going to talk about it anymore. That's enough. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. This would have been our year, guys. Um, but we can't have the gathering right now. And we've transitioned that to just serve the community. You know, last year, um, we can talk about so many things. We do National Night Out, where we rent a dunk tank, and we dunk different people in the community to raise funds for organizations here locally. It's a beautiful time that we have together. We do, we do things like, yeah, until Bethany starts dunking me repeatedly, and it's, it's not... It's not nice, guys. I don't care what you say. We do things like Goshen Ready Fest where we go and we fill backpacks for the kids and we see the families and we get to, to just goof off with them, just, just have a great time. Uh, we do, you know, now the gatherings, usually in the middle of town, in the old Pullman's building, we serve people and we see new faces come in every single month. These are beautiful moments to connect within the body of Christ and to serve like Jesus served. And that, was all, that is only possible because of so many of you who have connected, who have given, who have served, who have been a part of this journey for us. So we talk about real, we talk about relationships, evangelism, authenticity, and love. That's what we focus on. Authenticity is such an important part of who we are. And I can tell you that authenticity is something that so many pastors struggle with because of expectations. And so I'm the first one, and I, I say this all the time, I say, I want you to understand something, I will fail you miserably. <laughs> I will let you down. I won't call you when I'm supposed to call you. Like all the things, all the things that you expect, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fail. But Jesus won't. He won't. That's, the, that's just the reality of it. And tonight, it, we're, we're, we're celebrating this transition for us. And there's just a, a few more people I want to thank. I, I, I don't mean to take um, all of your time, but this is a five-part series. We'll get through it. Um, I want to thank Pastor Randy and Annette. Um, they, have, um, they have been encouragers, supporters, Chipotle eaters with us from the beginning, guys. <laughs> and many of you have heard me um, talk about Pastor Randy and, and, and Sister Annette. And I'll tell you, I'll, I will never forget um, the first time when I was like trying to figure out like, man, I'm, I'm supposed to play in a church. And there's, I'm trying to ask everyone, what am I supposed to do? And Pastor Randy, and he, and he does this a lot, okay? Um, he knows I work at what I call a very full-time job. And uh, um, usually I'm working in Westchester and he would always drive out to meet me in Westchester. 
always come out there. And I, I remember the first time that we met to talk about church planning, um, I believe we met at a Panera Bread in Westchester. And um, I started talking to him about what we felt and what God was stirring us. And he pulls his phone out and he calls Bishop Sean O'Neill right there on the spot, puts him on speakerphone, and we start having a conversation about church planning and what headquarters is doing and what we're going to do and how we're going to reach and all of these amazing things that are taking place. And it was that conversation that led to an opportunity for us as a church to take an interest-free loan from headquarters, okay? That interest-free loan, it was $15,000 that they gave us. And I'm telling you right now, it's the only reason why you're sitting in pews. Because <laughs> we were like weeks away. And I was like, is it going to come through? Are, are we going to get it? Are we going to get it? I mean, we were waiting for the check in the mail and everything. And it was like, as soon as we got it, we're like, we got to get carpet and pews now. Because otherwise, people are going to be a little uncomfortable. And, uh, and it was those connections that opened up the opportunities and I just can't thank them enough for their support and their encouragement and their love and their friendship. They've just been um, amazing, amazing to us. And, and I'm excited to say that as a church, not only have we paid, have we raised the funds for the building, but just this month we've paid off that loan. So we are 100% debt free as a church. In just a little over two and a half years. Praise God. That is, that is God. And let me explain something to you for those of you who don't know us. We don't take up tithes and offerings in our services. <laughs> so that's even crazier, right? <laughs> that's just God, people being faithful, and God moving in so many ways for us as a body. And, so, and, and, and with that, I want to thank our church family. I, I've already, you know, I, I've said it before. The Eiferts, Linda, Kim, they were here at the very beginning. We're honored to have Danny and Q come be with us tonight. By the way, everyone outside has said they better come out and see us. So I'm just, you just better know that. Um, they've been with us. We, we talk about Chris and Kristen back in the sound booth. Listen, um, we, they have honored us. They, the first night they showed up was to a gathering. And that, and listen, they're not the only story like that, that they say, wait, you guys are just like having food and hanging out. And yeah, can we, can we come to that? Yeah, go on. And I'll never forget. I, we, we wanted to cast some vision with them. We were walking through and we walked into the sound room and it was like, Chris was like, like walking, like pretty ferociously towards the soundboard. Um, which I'm just going to be honest with you. I didn't have a clue how to do anything with. And he's like, so, um, uh, is anyone doing it? You know, and, uh, and, uh, they have served and, and Chris, um, he has uploaded, I think we're up to almost 80 podcasts that he has, he literally every service, every service, he will stay there. He will download all of the data. He will put it out. It goes out to Spotify, Google, Apple, everything. He does that every single week. And you won't believe how many people have walked up to me or have told me, the Howries over here will tell me. She'll be like, yeah, I was listening to the podcast while I was mowing the grass the other day. So many people that have been reached and, and heard what God is doing just from that. I, I will say the Howry family, many times they're, they're either, they might even be listening in their, in their dining room right now, but um, the Howry family across the street, they have been the most amazing neighbors that we have ever had. We have never, ever, ever paid to have our parking lot cleaned when it snows. They, all they said, they said, you call me if we don't get to it before your service. And I have. I've called and I've said, hey, Rick, I got snow and he'll, I'll be right there. And he'll come over with his bobcat and he just cleans it right off. They, when we were first remodeling the church, I'm not kidding, Janet would walk over with dinner and cookies. She'd be like, I know. <laughs> we were happy those nights. Most of the time we'd be like, why are our kids getting cranky? Oh, it's 11 o'clock and they haven't ate dinner. You know, if you get anything from this, you're going to realize we're horrible parents. That's the only thing you're going to get out of this. But... 
they had they came they served them in the in their their family came and they painted the hallway downstairs with beth they rick worked there's a there was a horrible hole in the floor right there and he came they came over one night we uh we were just sitting here working and and janet calls me up she says hey uh, you guys working over there tonight? Yeah. Well, me and Rick just finished up dinner. We'll we'll come on over. We'll see what we can help you with. And they would just and Rick sat there and he patched that floor, and served in that way. Wash the windows the week before the serv- the church was going to launch in December. We come up. She has got her gator packed parked back here with an extension ladder, and she's literally washing. The windows for us. The outside, not the inside, people. The outside. Just a, a just an, an amazing, amazing thing. Um, uh, the the Hoskins family, how they have, how they came and they've connected. And Jimmy is. I, I feel like he's starting to like Ford guys. I could be wrong. No, he doesn't. Um, the the Carlson family who we love dearly. I, I always laughed and say, Bob and Marsha, they showed up. I'm not kidding. There were five of us in this sanctuary the day that they showed up. And I didn't know who they were. And I, and I said, this would be the night. It's the lowest night we've ever had as a church. This would be the night that we would have these visitors come in. And they just, they just took to us like family. Um, now, granted, they had known Beth since she was a little girl, so she kind of was family. But um, they didn't know me. Uh, so... Bob's still like, why are we here? No, I'm, <laughs> um, and I, I love, I, and, and I wish, I almost asked her to come tell the story, but the Armin family, um, I, I'll never forget Amber. Um, if, if you know Amber, she's a well-spirited lady who loves me more than anything on this earth. <laughs> and I can say that because she's outside and she can't stop me. Um, but I'll never forget. She came. She came to me, and we were. Um, it was a. It was a discipleship night, and she stopped me right here in, in the middle of the uh, the aisle here, and she said, "I want to tell you something, um, Tom." She said, "When we came here, we said we're only going to be here through December because we don't want to be church hoppers." We needed a place to land. We were just going to be here through December. And then after December, we'll go find us a real church. You know, um, she, she didn't say that, but she kind of did. Um, anyways, she, we were only going to be here through December. And then um, there was a there was some there was a, a a sermon that was that was spoken. And and she said it was that night that I was like, oh, no, <laughs> we're supposed to be with those weirdos. Um but so many families who have just encouraged us and loved us and served us in a beautiful way. And um, as I say that, I'm going to say the same thing about our, our administrative bishop for the state of Ohio, Bishop Ron Martin. I'm going to ask Bishop Martin to come up here. Um, bishop Martin um, and Sister Rochelle, they came to the state of Ohio, what, three? Is it? Two years ago, um, and I, here you go. Uh, they came. They came two years ago, and Bishop Martin. When we finally got the chance to connect, um, he just he pastored us and he loved us in an amazing way. And I, I'll never forget. We we spent um, we spent a day and a half or so um, somewhere. I don't remember. He was driving fast. I don't remember where we were. I was just praying a lot. Uh, <laughs> In Indiana, um, at a church planning event, and we had a, 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 such a unique opportunity for him and I um, to share uh, stories and histories and uh, everything that had happened. And so, I'm honored to have him uh, with us tonight. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna step out of the way, um, and uh, I'd like to give him a minute to have the floor here as we kind of celebrate what God is doing in this body. Thank you so much. Do you love your pastor? I, I really consider this a great honor. I really do. If you remember the first time we ever met, I knew there was a destiny because you were with Brother Darrell at Skyline Chili. Do you remember that? I love Darrell and Dana so much. And I was in Chicago at the time, but God let me come back here where it's my home, Southern Ohio. 
and I'm just a few miles from here where I'll retire, even though I live in Columbus right now. But uh, that visit with you, there were so many dots that connected. And then I hear, brother, uh, brother, help me with his last name. Reed. Reed? Reed. Yeah. Isn't that neat the way God just dots a little? You see, God cares about the little things because it gives confirmation to our hearts. And uh, if there's one thing we're called to do in our movement is to create a kingdom culture. Brother Reed, I, I loved what you said. It's about the kingdom of God. You see, we don't need another church. We need a greater kingdom for the bride. We are the bride of Jesus Christ. Amen. And we are created to, to create a, called to create a kingdom culture of care, connecting people with God and with each other. Amen. And, and also affirming that God has a call for every single person's life. There's all of us. I, everything you hit on is so real about what God wants to bring us together. And it's our job at our level to resource and all of us have to be encouragers together. So this is a delight. And I, I appreciate so much, Brother, Brother Ballard and Sister Ballard. And I, I thank God for Brother Neil and, and all the others, everyone that's here. And I won't take long, but I just came to say thank you. Because if it wasn't for you and Bethany, where's Bethany at? There she is. We all know the glue that holds us together emotionally, <laughs> mentally, and spiritually. And he bragged on you so much, and we can see your fingerprint on every bit of this building. I thank God. That's right. Give her a hand. But God brought two people together, put them in this place. And if you'll hand me that, Brother Neil, I want to give you a little something, and, I, and I'm done. Uh, you see, I think we, we mess up sometimes. I think we... we we forget what it's all about. You see, it's neat when we think about Jesus Christ, who is both the Lamb of God, who's a sacrifice for all of our sins. Isn't that awesome? Whose blood was shed at Calvary. Yeah. But he's also the, the shepherd. First Peter chapter 5 says that he's called you to be the shepherd yeah. of this congregation. Before Jesus left the earth and he knew he was headed to Calvary, he said to Simon, Simon Peter, said, do you love me? Feed my sheep. He did, didn't he? Yeah. Do you love me? Lead my sheep. And let me tell you something. So many churches and pastors don't get it. They're held in a room by brick walls. They're, yeah. hey, denominations, I thank God for the church of God, but denominations are man-made. There is one kingdom, the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I tell you what, I was sitting there and I thought to myself, you're never going to be real rich. <laughs> no, not on earth. But you're always going to have just enough to do what God has called you to do. You're not going to be without. Why? Because you're helping make the right connections. Yeah. And I want to give you this, this staff because sometimes it gets hard to remember why you're really here. To shepherd sheep. Man, and if you really want to get a blessing, get uh, a Keller. What's his first name? Tim. Tim Keller. Thank you. Have you seen his book on the 23rd Psalm? Isn't that beautiful? Man, then you know what I'm talking about. You can put two and two together. And there's something else that's very neat. I always had a staff hanging in my office. And sometimes I bought an extra one to hang, hang on my mantle in Chicago because it needed an extra big shepherd. Amen. <laughs> but there's something about the shepherd. They said that the shepherd, just like uh, we watched football today, and you see some of them have a, on their helmets, they have a mark. If, it's a, made a, if they're def, you know, defense, they made a great tackle, they sacked the quarterback. You know, our quarterback maybe has a, a mark on his helmet to remind him of the touchdowns he's had. In the old days, we had gunslingers, you know. They had notches on their belt to show the victories they'd won, who they shot. But the Bible tells us, and I, well, I've read it, not, and not in the Bible, but I've seen it in reading about shepherds, that they would take their staff, and when they, David, 
He beat the lion and the bear before he ever got to Goliath. And they took every victory that God had given him, every challenge, and they would put a notch around them. So I believe David, when he sat there and he, he took that food to his brothers and them, was looking at Goliath sinking, and under his hand was a testimony of everything God had brought him through. I think sometimes a shepherd needs to notch his staff so that you be reminded you have shared so many notches you need to carve in your staff because he's going to fill it up because Jesus is coming soon. And what he does, what we do, we must do quickly. And tonight, I, on behalf of the church of God, we say we're so proud of you and Bethany. We're proud of every man and woman in this congregation. Mm -hmm. You see, too many people think the preacher is a hireling. No, he's a shepherd, has no purpose if there's not sheep for him to lead to the fields where God is calling them. You get it, you get it. And I brag on you and I commend you today. And one day, 1 Peter chapter 5 says to us, you'll shepherd this flock. But one day, the, the real shepherd, the chief shepherd's coming back. And my prayer for you and Bethany and all of us in this room is that we will be found faithful with the flock that he's entrusted us. Amen. I want to give that to you. Amen. 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 I'll hug you twice after the pandemic. <laughs>